Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Support Wrestle Talk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello Swift Nation, hello to you Oliver Davis, how the dickens are you? I'm good, I'm a bit sweaty, it's gone a bit hot it's in here. It's very hot in here. Well, it was all that excitement from the unboxing that you you don't have to look forward to, podcast listeners. I just remembered Luke edits that bit out <laughs> It's a podcast. very visual thing yeah. to put into an audio medium. I don't know, maybe we could just be more descriptive next time. Yeah, but then that kind of ruins it for the, uh, the, the viewing audience who are watching on YouTube. Sure. Well, uh, so podcast listeners of the SWAF Nation, go over to the YouTube channel because there's a, a whole chunk of the show that you missed out on, including us being confused about what a T-shirt is. Well, what well, was confused about what was on the T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, not the concept of a T-shirt. No, it's not the first time we'd ever encountered yeah. a T-shirt. But we also uh, found like a, a Finn Balor pop vinyl, which led to a nice bit of discussion about pop vinyl figures. Mm-hmm. We've got a nice little cup. And a signed picture of CCK. Yeah, that's cool. That's my favourite thing. Closely followed by this awesome pin, which Luke seems to have uh, positioned for himself. Oh, oh no, no, I wasn't. Uh, I was doing nothing of the sort. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll pop it over here. Let's do some reviews before we get into the show. JM1 and so Jiminy's Jiminy's writes top podcast from top guys top, top guys top guys excellent stuff that makes me laugh uncontrollably on packed tubes five stars for being one of the best podcasts out there also can't believe someone from dartford my hometown uh, has has become something i'd want to listen to every day oh wow ah, thank Thanks. you jimenez jimenez i'm not i'm not from dartford i don't want anyone to ever think that <laughs> no. i'm only kidding jimenez uh, dartford is where i went to school Yes. It's so where a, are you actually from then? From well, I guess I'm from a village called Hextable, which is next to Swanley in Kent. I mean, it's only 20 minutes drive from Dartford, and I'm not really particularly attached to any of those locations. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why I've gotten so defensive. I was going to say it. you were very defensive about that whole thing. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you, Dartford Grammar School was where I went to school. Where you, uh, your cool school where you got well, to learn... where I got to learn Japanese. I'm stunned by this. In, in all fairness, I, like when you said I'm just going to read this T-shirt, I was like, all right, take it the piss. Um, well, I could have just <laughs> taken the piss. I can't remember most of it, but some of the alphabets I still do. Wow. We were a language school. That was the gimmick. It was oh, that, right. and Mick Jagger went there. Oh wow! Yeah, so yeah. he got to come back one year when I was there. And graffiti on the wall. Wow. And they framed the wall. And then we all did it. And we got detention. <laughs> uh, with, with another fun thing. You know, you'd like get uh, passed around textbooks from previous years. Mm. Everyone always wrote right at the top of their textbook, Mick Jagger 1972 <laughs> or whatever it would be. Yeah. And I was like, no, this one's this one's from Mick Jagger. <laughs> this is the real one. But it was like every single guy had that same uh, joke in their head. Uh, that was so. The other we do two reviews usually, don't we? Yeah. We might have to slow down though. You're so. very bad at this. Mm. We're the bad YouTubers. We're the bad YouTubers. Uh, well, no, that was that. Or am I really good at it? Because you should write more reviews, people. Maybe you should. There's loads of you. We can see the stats and uh, not, you know, 
not all of you have written a five star review on iTunes. Having said that, we only came back to the UK ones because we'd run out of US ones. So by the time we get to the top of this, maybe there'll be a whole load of US ones for us to get through from like June. Yeah, but still UK, pull your socks up. Rockstar Kirky writes podcasts that will potentially squash other wrestling podcasts. Bit much. Love this podcast. If you don't have time to watch 68 hours of WWE wrestling per week, you can catch this highly entertaining podcast, which will keep you up to speed. The fantasy booking episodes are well worth a listen to. You have hooked yourself a new subscriber, and I ain't going anywhere. I am a swafter. Yeah, that's new. Keep it up, fellas. Thanks, Thank Rock- you, Rockstar Kirky. Rockstar Kirky. So that was a that was a month ago today that that review was written. No, no, you wasn't because today's the twenty third. That was a month and three days exactly. It was two days before my wedding. Wow, who thought so soon we won't have any more? Good luck on the wedding reviews. (laughs) No, we'll just have a lot of. Thank God that's all over. (laughs) Okay, let's get on with the show. For our first segment of Great Balls of Botch. Uh, First up, we have John Sykes. Thank you, John Sykes. You were the person who had the SWAFT sign in the crowd at SmackDown last week. At last week, yeah, the SWAFT, yeah. hashtag SWAFT Nation that confused a lot of people on Twitter. Yeah, because you said people were going, that's not how you spell soft. Yeah. And it's not even how you spell the incorrect version of soft. Exactly. Oh, they spell it out for you. <laughs> exactly. Hilarious. But I love it. Um, I've Just uh, on the Great Balls of Botch, what I really like about Great Balls of Botch at the moment is when people let us know when things go wrong, uh, they often put in their own version of it. So someone yesterday, when they pointed out that our second title card was uh, incorrect, which was a mistake on my part, um, they someone called it Botchaween Havoc. Oh, re- that's good. I really enjoyed that one. I'm still waiting for Botch Wild. But my, uh, my wife came up with her own suggestion mm. uh, for a title for this. But it's a title that I feel would only really appeal to, to you and I and maybe a small portion of the Swaff Nation. That's what we're all about. That's Obscure, what I thought. Obscure, specific jokes that isolate a lot of other people. That's what I thought. And mm. I, I particularly liked it. But it was um, the Great British Botch Off. Yeah, that works. Yeah. I mean, it, it's missing the wrestling element. Well, obviously there is me. that. Yeah, but, you know, my wife doesn't know wrestling. Yeah. But she does know baking. It feels like one of those Twitter games where they say, hey, just replace every third word in a movie with the word phallus. <clears throat> and let's have fun with that. Yeah. Replace... It doesn't even have to be wrestling themed. I don't think it has to be wrestling themed. I think it could be anything. I think it does. I I completely agree. I am, and uh, actually, you know, um, the phallus game thing, uh, or just the penis, or, you know, just saying uh, dick or something. Yes. We used to play that on film sets um, when I was, I got out of university and I was working on short films. Uh, That was just a way that you used to pass times with actors. Just play with your dicks. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, because they just get bored very easily. Um, So, yeah, John Sykes, who was the SWAF Nation holder on uh, SmackDown, did you see him in his full garb? No. Full unicorn New Day onesie. Lovely stuff. Yes, him and the person he went with both went dressed as that. They're adults. Terrific. Brilliant stuff. Absolutely terrific. Uh, Averix002 writes... Actually, fellas, Andre the Giant was a face most of his career. It wasn't until his later days when they made him a heel. I just want to say that's what I said. Which, yes, so I incorrectly said I thought he was a heel for most of his run because I think of Andre, I think a million dollar man, but apparently it was more WrestleMania 3 to the 6. That's Andre's heel period. Don't know why I clapped. Everything else, he was a baby face. Uh, And finally, the Great Balls of Botch. This is an interesting suggestion from the SWAF Nation. So it's the Wrestle Ramble War, as we have every month. Predictions, fantasy booking warfare, Raw versus SmackDown. And the person with the most losses has to do a punishment the, the following month. And this, this month it's a spicy challenge. I'm not good with spicy food, which is good because I'm 4-0 ahead. And I can't come back from that because we only have three challenges left. Yes. Uh, and one of which uh, was the Raw versus SmackDown. We both agreed. So yes. there's only two options. There's Fantasy yeah. Booking Warfare on Monday and next week's uh, Wrestle Ramble Raw versus SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So The T has commented. Uh, I assume it's a different one from Booker. I think if Ollie does a complete sweep this month with the three more votes, he forfeits and takes the punishment. Ooh. So I think what they're suggesting is I'm four ahead. The next one's Fantasy Booking Warfare on Monday. We're going to Fantasy Book Pete Dunne's WWE debut or like proper first main roster run. 
I am so confident in my fantasy booking for this. I am willing to put everything on the line. You are going all or nothing. I'm going all in. Hashtag all in Justice League. <laughs> I hate that slogan. Yeah? It's like, oh, right, yeah, so Superman's coming back. I mean, not that they tried to hide that anyway. It's just been added to the posters, hasn't it? Well, I was going to say, my favourite thing about the uh, the Justice League taglines, which is just like, um, you can't save the world alone, which the movie sort of argues that actually you can. Mm. I haven't seen it yet. I'm seeing it. Uh, Saturday to see today. Are you actually uh, going to finally see it now? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. got it booked in. I'm really looking forward to your views on it. Although I do think that, a bit of a tangent this, I do think that your expectations are going to be so low mm. that you'll probably come out of it and go like, eh, eh, it's fine. Or I'll scream into a pillow for two days. Yeah, like Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, so yes, that's official. Let's shake on it. It is all on the line on Monday. Hashtag all in. Yeah, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be for Fantasy Booking Warfare. And the loser of that one only. So Survivor Series predictions, NXT predictions, previous Fantasy Booking Warfares, they've all been put aside. They, they were now stakeless, like all of Survivor Series. <laughs> and we will fight one yeah, more time. One more time. And then the loser will have to do the spicy challenge in December. We haven't done a crap gimmick for a while, Luke. I've got quite a backlog of crap gimmicks because I often get people like contacting me to say, like, oh, where can I send a crap gimmick to that it's more than 280 characters? And I say, just DM me. So, like, I've got quite a few DMs with crap gimmicks in there that I've yet to get to. So apologies that we've not done them. I've not ignored any of them. They are all there in the backlog, but we actually haven't had a chance to do uh, crap gimmicks for a while. It's just been so busy with news and Survivor Series and all that stuff. Uh, we didn't forget about it. Uh, and if anything, we want to congratulate Beastmaster, who is a crap gimmick alumni, who's now mi- migrated. He's been signed by WWE. He's just made it across. Yeah, and he's going to be in the three-way at Clash of Champions with <laughs> Jinder and AJ Styles. Or is it just Jinder Mahal's new gimmick? Like, they basically they took the Beastmaster gimmick and have given it to Jinder Mahal. I'd be very uh, upset for the guy who plays Beastmaster for us then. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm sure we can send him a cease and desist. We could, we could always try. Not the first we've sent this week. Certainly not. So uh, Matt Taylor has gotten in touch via email. I nearly said email. <laughs> And why why nearly email? I don't know. Via email. Via email. It's, it sort of flows off the tongue. No, better. it doesn't. Here's, here's the... I, I mean, I think you're going to be a fan as soon as you hear <laughs> the first sentence. Now, strap in, folks, because this is a long one. Zog the alien. That's what she said. Zog is an undefeated alien warrior from Alpha Centauri. Uh, Alpha Centauri and in brackets, thankfully, Matt Taylor, storyline. <laughs> so this is kayfabe. Obviously, he's not a uh, he's not an actual an alien. actual alien warrior. It's like with uh, Wrestlebot. Yeah, his arm is all metal and then kayfabe. <laughs> his his brain was replaced by a scientist. Kayfabe. He has travelled to Earth from his home planet and is looking to face off against the best warriors Earth has to offer. Naturally, he arrives at the crap roster wrestling promotion. Zog has green skin and wears an alien-looking wrestling mask to convey his otherworldly features. His finishing move is the Shooting Star Press. Zog is brought to the ring in an alien oxygen tank that is sealed and, when opened, green gas escapes from the tank and Zog strides out, carrying with him breathing apparatus. During matches, Zog's only visible weakness is that from time to time he needs to go to a corner of the ring and take a couple of breaths from his home planet's atmosphere. He does this by using said breathing apparatus. The tank containing Zog is escorted to ringside by a valet who is also an alien storyline kayfabe this time the alien can have blue skin and acts as an interpreter for zog during interviews zog speaks gibberish and then alien valley translates this into english and vice versa okay so we're now halfway through this pitch what's your what's your what's your thoughts i mean i i particularly like the whole coming down uh in like a a tube like in a tank thing and then the green smoke escaping from it as as he exits i love that um yeah, I'm I'm on board so far. So it's like it's a it's a tank, uh, but on wheels. Yes, and but like it looks futuristic. It's not like crappy wheels. It look all 
pretty my only uh, thing i think my only change i would make to it is rather than he is like this undefeated uh, alien warrior is that he is an alien that has crashed down on earth and mm. scientists have discovered him and then it's the scientists that are wheeling him out because mm. they want to see how strong he is in the fighting world i think that's got more storyline potential i'm worried how much it clashes with a similar narrative we've got going on with wrestlebot though mm, maybe you know the over because eventually the long term would be for the alien to overcome its scientist in prisoners and sort yeah. of go back to its home planet lucha underground style i would uh see i i what i'd add to this is the tank would open from the top in my mind and then they'd have to awkwardly get out of it yeah because I'm thinking uh, Kalisto when he hops into the ring and when he got stuck this week on the top rope, <laughs> yep. I want to, I want it to be quite laboursome when he tries to get out of the top of the tank. Or you put in there like a little uh, platform that shoots up. So it kind of propels him upwards. Oh, that which, sounds dangerous. Well, that's, what you, that's, you, that's brilliant because you think, oh, it will look really spectacular when he flies down as a big Kalisto dive in. Yeah. But it's very rarely going to actually work. Yeah, and he just which, has to sort of put one leg over. Yeah. The valet helps him. Exactly, because like nine times out of ten, that will never work. Uh, the idea of the gas as well in the tank, I want it to, you can't really see. It's just full of this green gas, uh, Spider-Man style yeah. from the first Spider-Man movie with uh, the Green Goblin. And the commentators are like, what is that in there? It's obviously Zog the alien because mm -hmm. no one else comes down to the ring like that. Well, but the commentators are playing it up like, what? I can't see who's in there. And then occasionally you'll get like a flash of an arm through ne nearer the things. Is that, is that? Yes, it's Zog. It's Zog the alien. Well, see, I'm thinking when he's in like a real big blood feud, mm. you could do like what they used to do with The Undertaker, where a casket would come down and it's like, well, that's clearly The Undertaker. And then it opens up. Oh, no, it's Shawn Michaels. He's playing mind games. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Someone else that's using his tank. I mean, for the for the eventual crap gimmick roster's Royal Rumble, this is going to be a laboursome walk down to the ring as well. Should we continue? So uh, <laughs> Matthew, is it Matthew? Yes, Matt has booked some storylines for Zog. The storylines for Zog could be as follows. It's mating season on Alpha Centauri, and Zog needs to lay his alien eggs as per tradition on his home world. After laying the eggs in what Zog believes is a safe location, a fellow wrestler steals the eggs. This leads to an epic feud and maybe a ladder match to retrieve said eggs. Eggs on a pole match? Yes. Zog mistreats his valet, which is the normal Alpha Centauri, but not hit, not here on Earth. The mistreatment gets under the skin of a fellow wrestler and the fans lead into a match with said wrestler. An old foe from Proxima Centauri. Proxima, blah, blah, blah. Al yeah, that's a different place now. Yeah. Because it's Alpha Centauri. So whatever. Arrives on Earth. Oh, because it's a different planet they've come from. Arrives on Earth to challenge Zog. Finally, Zog, despite looking like a human male, <laughs> is revealed to be a female Whoa. of his or her species. The commissioner of the crap roster must then wrestle with the decision of whether to place Zog in the women's division or stay in the men's due to his physical similarities to a man. Well, that's progressive and forward thinking. Isn't it just? And those sorts of storylines tend to go down well in wrestling. <laughs> Anything forward thinking and, and not reverting to stereotypes yep. is usually sensitively treated. People love that. I'm signing off on that one. Yeah, I really like it. I'm, I'm a big fan of Zog. Yeah. Uh, you, you've got, there's a lot. So you don't seem to know whether he's a, a baby face or a heel, though. It would scream that he's a heel, uh, particularly in the storyline where he's mistreating his valet. But the one where someone else steals his eggs. Very much a babyface thing. That's not cool. Uh, but yes, I'm pretty confident Zog's signed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. 
A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Clash of Champions in just over a few weeks' time will be the last WWE pay-per-view of 2017. 16 pay-per-views this year. It's been a lot. Yeah. Yeah, when, when they start doing two a month, it's sad to feel it was a bit much. Mm. But now it's like when there's not two a month, I'm like, where's the... Where's the pay-per-views? It's, I think it's nice to have that little break. It is difficult from a Excuse just a, a storytelling structure because you want to... You sort of... I'm conditioned as a wrestling fan watching weekly WWE TV. You take four weeks to build a feud and then you have like the, the big payoff match at the pay-per-view and then it's the next chapter. And yeah. you, you spend about three chapters of a feud, big pay-per-view, and then you carry on. You go on to... A, more yeah. things doesn't seem to be the way recently it seems like you just get stuck facing the same person forever yeah but next year it's going to be less but also kind of more i will explain yeah please mm. please do explain so it's 14 this is pw insider's report for the pay-per-view plans the pay-per-view schedule for 2018 wwe's of course and there are 14 pay-per-views so two less however one of those shows is going to be a well, five of those shows, sorry. So one more than the usual big four is going to be a dual-branded event. Money in the Bank is now going to be dual-branded, which kind of means that each... There's there's half... One of... You know what I mean? Like, you're taking one show away, but technically you're giving another... You're adding another brand to that one show. Yes. So the brands are getting... Probably around the equal amount. Yeah, God, I'm tying myself up. Here. You are tying yourself up. I think you're overthinking it as well. Thirty-three and a third percent more, <laughs> yeah. plus my seventy-five percent chance of yeah. winning. So yeah, I mean, I think this is probably a very much a good thing. I'm also glad to see Money in the Bank be a dual branded mm. pay per view. I think that it should be treated as one of the big five. If that that's what their aim is now, is to move away from the big four and now brand it as the big five. And I think Money in the Bank is a very good option for that it's interesting reading the uh, the wrestling observer newsletter because dave Meltzer was kind of speculating about what that might mean when it comes to doing uh, the the money in the bank do they do four ladder matches do they do because you've got the women's of because course do they do a raw and women's uh, a raw men's and a raw women's a smackdown men's and a smackdown women's or and this is the version i'd prefer do a man's and a women's and have wrestlers from both brands competing Ooh. so then say like the raw uh the raw one will get the men's uh men's briefcase and the smackdown gets the women's case but then of course survivor series does no longer become the one night of the year having said that i guarantee they'll still go with that branding because yeah. it's double speak if they just keep saying it eventually it's true uh the so you would you wouldn't obviously for money in the bank matches is way too many for a pay-per-view we watched uh, the 2011 pay-per-view money in the bank pay-per-view not too long ago the one where cm punk beat john cena for the title and it really does feel like you have to go completely separate on on what sort of stories you tell yes it's like hell in a cell you're pushing it at two hell in a cell matches on a show of course there was a few with three on and yeah you just run out of ideas it feels repetitive the stuff doesn't feel as special but if one's a women's match and one's a man's stuff, a man's one, men's one, uh, they will be different enough. Completely hopefully. agree. Yeah, and there was even uh, Meltzer was even speculating in there that they may add a third one in there for tag teams. Well, that's going to be a cluster f. <laughs> just seven different tag teams fighting in a ladder match. Surely you just want it to be a three-way. No, you want to get as many teams oh, there as God. possible. 
so you wouldn't like the idea of just having maybe the women's Money in the Bank matches SmackDown and the men's is Raw or vice no, versa? I'd, I'd, I think it's better if it's dual branded because yeah. I think that adds a bit more drama to it then of like, because you've got, uh, is Raw going to be able to get both of the briefcases? Is SmackDown going to be able to get both the mm. briefcases to, to have onto their brand? I think that's, I think that's a really uh, smart way to play it because especially as well, I think that the Money in the Bank from this year has felt incredibly devalued mm. in that Baza Corbs was booked like a complete chump while he had it because they were using that excuse of, well, he's got the briefcase, so he'll be fine, I, which I, I hate as a, a booking mechanism. It's like, oh, he's got the briefcase, so eventually he'll be champion, mm. and everyone will forget about all those losses that he had. <laughs> but he then lost, so it just looked like an even bigger chump, and it just killed every single bit of momentum that he possibly might have had coming out of Money in the Bank. And... Carmella has done nout with the briefcase for I mean she's had it and she comes to the ring with it but what's it really meant to mm. for for her to have it in the, in the first few weeks they did build it into the story a lot she was constantly teasing she was down at ringside for any championship matches or just like matches where the champions in but yeah they have just dropped it yeah. uh, in terms of caring like as someone pointed out as well where was she on SmackDown Live after Ruby Riot and her crew had laid out Charlotte? Mm. Like, surely that was a perfect opportunity yeah. for, for for her to cash in, but alas. Yeah, I I mean, I think it's Money in the Bank is the show to to change into a big five. I'm happy. Yeah. It's like uh, the only other one I would be comfortable that has that name recognition. I guess Elimination Chamber. It that's a sellable concept on its own, but that by its nature falls in between Rumble and WrestleMania. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I guess you could move it, but you know that's that's the only other one on here on the on their usual list of pay per views that I think's deserving of a big five spot. The other one, of course, would have been King of the Ring, which is but this is where it used to go, like in the June July time between yeah, but, Mania and SummerSlam. Well, they don't care about King of the Ring, though, do they? And also, I think with uh, Elimination Chamber being a Raw exclusive pay per view this year, guarantees us a SmackDown star to win the Rumble. Hmm. Because that means then that uh, the because Brock Lesnar so because that's not what happened last year. No, but um, Brock this Le- year. but Brock Lesnar is not likely to be defending his Universal Championship inside an Elimination Chamber. So, mm. what what are they going to be fighting over in the Elimination Chamber? The Intercontinental Title. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's how you get it off Roman. May, maybe that's what they'll do. But uh, to me, it feels like that they'll use the SmackDown Star will win the Rumble. My hope is is Shinsuke Nakamura. And then that's mm. Roman will win the Elimination Chamber to like, get his WrestleMania main event. His fourth WrestleMania main event. Yeah. Where he will finally, this time, dethrone Brock Lesnar. It's going okay so far. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not down on it. Uh, the, of course, the big loser here, tragically, is there's no great balls of fire on this pay-per-view list. No, it's not. It Gone was, after one year. It was said to be an annual thing. It no longer is. It's a shame because when it was first announced, we was it was so stupid, and it is still stupid. But after a while, it starts to become our stupid. <laughs> I feel like as wrestling fans, we all owned this yeah. ridiculous name, and I was kind of, kind of looking forward to having that stupid logo there next year. Maybe they would take our notes and making the set design two huge balls knocking against each other for the entrance ramp. Do you know what I find really interesting looking at this list here? Um, so the you've got like, you know, Raw and exclusive pay-per-views and, and SmackDown exclusive pay-per-views and joint pay-per-views. In May, um, that's one of the few months where we actually do have two pay-per-views. Mm. As May and September are the ones where we have two, like a Raw pay-per-view and a SmackDown pay-per-view. And SmackDown have got an end-of-May pay-per-view, uh, which is Payback, their next exclusive pay-per-view isn't until September. Yeah. yeah, so but That's, you, that's you, June, July, and August, where you're going to have no SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view. They'll just have the climax in Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. Yeah. Which, yeah well, I, 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 I just think it's very interesting to, yeah. to, uh, to think about. Put on a few super, sh- super shows. Super sh- well, that's what I, I envisioned they were gonna, mm. they're going to do instead. It's just do like, like TNA did. When they stopped doing monthly pay-per-views, they instead they were building to big shows big impact episodes yeah and then would continue on there until they got to an actual pay-per-view i think that's definitely the way the way to go when you find yourself with a six to eight week gap between pay-per-views as a brand you you build it all into one one huge one just stick it up there uh and my only other point on this is as someone who likes structure 
I've always felt a bit weird that you have WrestleMania, then like a four-month gap, SummerSlam, two-month, Survivor Series, two-month, Royal Rumble, two-month, WrestleMania, and then another long gap. There's always been that Mania-SummerSlam gap. Mm. And it is sort of where everyone feels a bit directionless. It's more this year when it was awful. Uh, so I'm happy that they filled that gap where King of the Ring used to be. And... Uh, Everything can crescendo at a big show there. That's right, yeah, because you've got April and then come June, you've got Money in the Bank. Exactly. And then come August. Yeah, so it's almost every two months you've got a big show now. I think that's I think that's healthy. Yeah. Uh, but Royal Rumble, going back to Royal Rumble, the first pay-per-view of 2018 on January 28th I'd argue in Philadelphia. I'd argue it's my favourite pay-per-view of the year. Just already spent. No, no, no. Is it r- like, right in. Yeah, I, I, it is. It, I, it's the paper you I always look forward to the most. It's the mm. one I always enjoy watching live. Oh, it's such a great gimmick, isn't it? Uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, so what will the, the non-Royal Rumble main event be? Because there was a report earlier this week from Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer Radio that Finn Balor, who's been touted as going to get a his Universal title rematch for er, forever, uh, Paul Heyman's brought it up on promos. It's, they seem to be going that way, but they went with Samoa Joe earlier this year. Uh, I think it was Joe, Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor. Those were the four that Brock Lesnar was going to beat this year, and then Brock Lesnar would get beaten by Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Those were Brock's feuds leading up to April. And Dave Meltzer said earlier this week that that is no longer the case. Vince McMahon doesn't see Balor as over enough anymore so he wouldn't be in that he was not going to get the Brock Lesnar Royal Rumble match absolutely ridiculous how so walk me through it well I mean yeah you're absolutely right that they have been building this pretty much all year even up to as last week when Heyman was doing his promo uh, hyping up AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar, he said, in so many words, AJ Styles is the greatest in-ring performer of this generation. But some would argue that might even be Finn Balor. Mm. Being like, the, hey, this AJ's great, but also Finn Balor's really great as well. Trying to build this up. And, you know, everyone kept saying, like, oh, it's fine that um, uh, Kane squashed Finn Balor because he's moving on to Braun Strowman. And Balor's going to get his shot at, Bal- at Lesnar anyway. So everyone will just forget about that squash match. Problem is, no one really did forget about that squash match, and Balor's impact has felt very weakened since then. Mm. And I think that Brian Alvarez of Figure Four put it the best when he just said, he was booked to not get over, he didn't get over, and then they said, well, he didn't get over. Have you seen Sports Illustrated's report today? No, you have not. So uh, Finn, that Justin Barrasso writes that Finn Balor was actually never up for contention for this Royal Rumble match because Vince is so down on him. Not down on him, per se, but just, uh, I'll read the quote. As Finn Balor is bland when he is not portraying the demon character, and now, apparently, Vince McMahon sees him as a newer version of Dolph Ziggler, as a performer with a great series of matches, but no reward at the top of the card or faith from the office it's just baffling mm. because you look at all the great stuff that he did in NXT where he was champ for well over a 272 year 272 days 272 days thank you very much you look at all the great like the main events that he had while he was in New Japan like the, the great stuff he's done all over the world and yet here they are on WWE just like oh, I just don't think he can get over he's just a bit bland I mean I know they like tall guys they mm. like big muscly dudes but like you look at him as a great in-ring performer and he has that great match with um, with AJ at TLC and then AJ has this great match with Brock Lesnar my mind would be like hmm so that guy had a great match with, with AJ and then the other guy had a great match with Lesnar I bet you that if that, I ever put the other guy with Lesnar he'd be he'd also have a great match but no but I was like oh, he's just a bit bland he's just got black trunks someone tweeted Who, what, how would that get over someone tweeted a picture of yeah Finn Balor isn't over and then it was uh, a picture of everyone throwing their arms up in the air for his entrance music. And you're like, oh, yeah, he is really over when he's got a bit of steam behind him. However, I would argue to that it was the argument when Daniel Bryan was quote unquote over. And everyone's, and there were a lot of arguments within the office that Daniel Bryan isn't over. Yes, it's mm. over. So the argument would probably be that uh, Finn Balor isn't over. His entrance is over. It's a real shame because I think... You know, he's got the demon gimmick. He is a very attractive man. I think he'd be a real hit with the ladies with the leather jacket. He's not He's not a good promo. He's, he's a bad promo. But 
if you package him the right way with Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, you can protect that part of him and he can become a really cool, badass guy who, who might, he isn't the tallest, but I think his physique gets around that. He's so impressively built in his, in his torso. You almost don't notice how, how short he is compared to everyone else. Plus, uh, it's I th what I think it comes down to, though, I think he's never recovered in Vince McMahon's eyes. And I am, I'm like speculating massively here. I don't know what Vince thinks. But I think you get, you, you know, they had that huge push ready for you. You become the inaugural universal champion. They obviously saw something in him and he gets injured on his coronation night. And he's out all the way through till the next, the night after the WrestleMania. I, you know, you hear about how Vince McMahon immediately sours on people when they get injured, like Sasha Banks. She's never been given a proper run because, reportedly, Vince sees her as flimsy, like she might get injured again. Maybe that's what happened with Finn. It's just such a shame as well because that injury had absolutely nothing to do with him. Mm. Yeah, it was Barricade and Seth. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Bret Hart was furious. Seth, who also ended the career of Sting. Mm. Yeah, he still pushed as a top guy. Um, and he was injured. <laughs> he was injured for a really long time yeah. while he was champion. And injured at a house show as well, the jerk. Mm. Um, yeah, I just feel I just feel really bad for Finn because like he's never been given a chance since coming back from that injury. He was put into a feud with Elias Sampson that went absolutely mm. nowhere. Then was put into that feud with Bray Wyatt that was just like it got it started bad got worse got worse got worse had one good match then just got progressively worse and worse and worse nearly ended up with Oogie Boogie versus Pumpkin King which then didn't happen thank god that eventually just all got dropped and now you just look like oh yeah but can't get over can he well no because mm. you put him in really bad stuff all year long of course people aren't going to be into him in as into him as they were last year when they were really into him I just think it's absolutely I think it's a ridiculous mentality but that is the WWE mentality. Yeah. So it seems he's destined for for the long term, at least, to just be a utility mid-card guy like Ziggler is. Exactly. He'll just be the next Dolph Ziggler. But what about Brock Lesnar well, for Royal Rumble? Who yeah. would you put it? Because it's, it's weird that you're not going with Finn because you don't sell the Rumble on any singles matches. The Rumble sells itself because of the 30-man over-the-top elimination. So that's sort of where you put in, you smuggle in someone who isn't really considered a top guy, but they fight for the championship and they get a bit of a rub afterwards. I've always thought uh, Cesaro versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Is, would, the Royal Rumble would be the perfect place in for I think I'm borrowing that from the Solomonster. I think that was always his idea. But now in my mind, it's my idea because <laughs> it's been there so long. But uh, so, so if anyone uh, calls me out for that. Uh, yeah, but the Cesaro versus Brock would be a good example. But why not you put Finn in that position? If it is just a th not a throwaway match, but you don't have to make a, a star attraction thing out of it. I was actually going to make that exact same point because mm. one they they always used to use the Royal Rumble for for that position. Let's not forget that Brock Lesnar once defended his WWE Championship against Hardcore Holly yes. at the Royal Rumble. Hardcore Holly, for God's sake, because they were just like, well, it's the Rumble's the main attraction. You're absolutely mm. right. So I think it's almost the perfect place to put him, especially when. And you look at the Raw roster, there aren't many other people that you can put into that role because you're not going to pick Reigns. Seth and Dean are tied up with S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. Yeah. So you could, in theory, give it to Seth maybe and then just put Dean in the Rumble. Mm. But if you are going to have a tag team match between uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. and The Bar when they finally get their rematch, you'd, thought, you'd think that might happen at the Rumble. So that removes those two out of there. Samoa Joe's already been done. Braun Strowman's already been done. And it wasn't very good. And it wasn't very good. And you don't want to hurt Braun now that he's a babyface, especially because he has to kick out of 1F5. Mm. So who is left? I mean, obviously there's R-Truth. Well, obviously there's yeah. R-Truth. Uh, but apart from R-Truth, it is tough. They just don't have a lot of depth at the top of the card like that. No. Um, there's Bray Wyatt, I suppose. Yeah, I guess that. God, but that is that's a bit bleak as well. That's a set like Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt are kind of tainted with the same brush. I, I, I would love to see an AJ Styles Brock rematch. I just have no idea how you get there, because you've done the champion versus champion on Survivor Series. Maybe you could just do it like a, you know, a, a sort of 
special attraction rematch. I mean, you say that, but Survivor Series is the one night of the year when Raw and SmackDown stars go head to head in direct competition. One night a year of last year? This is 2018. (laughs) Uh, Or maybe you get Jinder. Maybe Jinder gets the match. uh, And you put John Cena as the special guest referee there. Just do the match you were going to do. Yeah, yeah, maybe you do that. Um, Yeah, there was an idea that I think, yeah, maybe... Oh, no, it's an idea I just had then. When I was thinking about Bray Wyatt, because I was thinking, like, oh, you could put Bray Wyatt in it. What was the last thing he did? Oh, yeah, he lost to Jason Jordan. Ah, Ooh. Jason Jordan. Because then perhaps you can tie this into the Kurt Angle thing of just, like, okay, I didn't give you put you on the team at Survivor Series, so I'm actually going to give you an even bigger opportunity. Mm. I'm going to let you face um, Braun Strowman at... Um, oh, sorry, uh, Brock Lesnar at Royal Rumble. Because Meltzer was saying in the, the Observer today that... Coming out of Survivor Series, the two big matches that they had planned were Triple H versus Braun Strowman and Triple H versus Kurt Angle. Mm. Because, of course, Triple H is the big star. And they, they he speculated that maybe they'll do Triple H and Angle at Royal Rumble and then do Triple H and Braun at WrestleMania, mm. uh, which would then allow Kurt Angle and Jordan to have their match at WrestleMania. So you could kind of sow all of those seeds together of just like, oh, Angle, nepotism, putting Jordan into that position. He fails, he snaps, he turns on Kurt and like helps Triple H win. Or maybe, so I don't know whether Triple H and Jordan versus Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon for WrestleMania. That's sort of a weird tag match. Kurt Angle versus Brock for Rumble. Oh, I don't think I'd want to put Kurt in that position. Mm. I mean, he could barely walk to the ring. You want to yeah, put him into the ring? it was pretty rough going, wasn't it? Because like, you, know, you know what Brock Lesnar matches are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of suplexes. A lot of suplexes. On, suplexes. A lot of suplexes onto you a man. Take him on your back. <laughs> take him on your back. All on the shoulder. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, what do you guys all think? Uh, pop some suggestions down below. Let's try and help WWE out. We have a massive mailbag right here. Huge. Huge. But we're only going to do two questions. Uh, Joseph Yojo Ho has uh, inquired via Patreon. Do you guys ever wonder if WWE writers or high-up staff ever watch your podcasts? Just to get a certain perspective, I ask because when Sammy turned heel at Helena Cell, I could have sworn Luke booked that almost word for word on their script days uh, days earlier on a Booking War podcast. Even my fiancé, who happened to be hearing the podcast in my car, when watching the pay-per-view said, isn't that what that guy said he was going to was gonna happen in your car? Made for a good laugh and a whiskey. Have good holidays, my friends. Thanks, Joseph. Thank you, Joseph Yojoho. Um, a good laugh and a whiskey in the car. I don't think that he was having uh, whiskey in the car. I hope not. That sounds like a Metallica song. <laughs> Whiskey in the cow. No, stop. Think before you drive. Drink and drive. Absolutely. Um, no, I, I don't think that anyone in the in the office or writers. Um, I, I and I'm I'm not even going to take any credit for the, the Sammy Heels thing. I was far from the only person. That, that was came you. No, yeah, I know it was me. No, but... no, you booked that. <laughs> oh, because yeah, that's right. You were, you emailed Vince, remember? Yeah, that's what I did. So I sit on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, that's how it works. Absolutely. Uh, I I don't think that I will. I was far from the only person that came up with that. So um, yeah, I I don't think that's the case. I think we talk so much about wrestling, and we like to fantasy book stuff. So uh, we've probably we like say we probably pitch a hundred ideas a week, and then. One of those ideas is used by SmackDown in a month's time. It's it's more of a probability thing that that's going to happen rather than anyone watching us. Yeah. But thanks for your email, Joe. Thank you very much. Uh, John McBride of Frankenstein has gone in touch also via Patreon to say, I want to know what your favourite match ever was. Just one. However, there is a proviso. I want it to include story and the actual match. A great story with a bad match isn't good, and a bad story with a good match is better, but still not great. The combination of story leading into the match and match itself is what makes wrestling great. My vote is for Stone Cold versus Triple H at No Way Out 2001. The story plus match are amazing. So, whatever is your favourite match, including story, keep up the good work and keep rambling. Yeah, an interesting one, actually, voting for um, Austin versus Triple H at No Way Out 2001, because that was their three stages of, of Hell match. It was a cracking, absolutely mm. incredible bout. Um, but it's really interesting to look back at it in hindsight, because 
Austin was getting ready to face Rock at WrestleMania for the WWF Championship, and yet he loses that match to Triple H. Triple H wins it absolutely fair and square because there was a plan for Triple H to turn babyface after the uh, the Austin thing, and then they were going to fuse. So it would then be heel Austin versus Triple H. So that kind of justifies that win there. But then Triple H got injured uh, during the two-man power trip stuff, and then that all completely fell by the wayside. Also, that match feels a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth as well. And because afterwards, like, Triple H gets this huge win over Austin. It's this absolute war. And he wins. He's the guy that's standing tall. But Austin has to give him a stunner afterwards. Hmm. And I'm like, why did Austin have to give you a stunner? Why couldn't you just have Triple H have that moment? Stunners are cool. Well, stunners are cool, but... Yeah, I know. I'm just being facetious. Uh, so, do, do you want to go first? Well, I'm, Roger, you've actually got the one that I was going to say. So are we both going to say the same thing? I think that it's the, the the only answer that can be given. Well, I, f- I feel bad about this because I talk about it so much. So, I've actually got a second answer underneath. <laughs> uh, story and resulting match, it's got to be CM Punk versus John Cena, Money in the Bank 2011. Pretty much, yeah. Is that So, we both got that one. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was trying to think if there's anything else. Um, yeah. No, because I was I was thinking like, oh man, like great moments and like mm. a, a really great feeling during the match. And I was thinking like, oh, like Rock Hogan at WrestleMania X8. But then I was like, oh, actually no, because the storyline leading into that match was absolutely awful. WWE aren't very good at doing both. <laughs> uh, they're, <laughs> they're not good at doing both really, really well. Yeah. Uh, they can do both mediocrity or like one really... There's like a trade-off. Right? There's only so much, apart from in this case, where the CM Punk, uh, Summer of Punk or whatever it was in, in WWE is my favourite wrestling storyline and pipe bomb and angle, apart from the John Cena firing stuff. That's no Yeah, good. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. But every, that's like my favourite wrestling storyline, maybe of all time, definitely in recent history. Uh, and their, their match afterwards was everything you wanted and more. It delivered and then some. Even when they were botching all over the show. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> crazy to think how many, like, mistakes there are in that match and so because that's quite obvious then we went for the same one i put underneath just as one from this year kenny omega versus akada 2 because you've got that great match going into it of what will they do after the last time they had a match that was better than the six star match they had in january which is mind-boggling 60 minute time limit draw they told so many bits of story it's like the story heading into the match was also within the match itself, the, the excellent spot where Kenny Omega just faints before Okada hits the Rainmaker uh, and, you know, effectively counters it by mistake. Uh, and leading into that, it's just the story of Okada having war after war with all these other great wrestlers. And over time, he's getting broken down while Kenny Omega's training himself up and taking time off. And then they clash again. Yeah. Great stuff. What are they going to do with Brock Lesnar, Ollie? These are the questions that keep us awake at night. I'm curious if he'll still be around come April. Oh, uh, well, all, yeah. all the UFC talks died down. I think he's too old and too potentially on performance-enhancing drugs to really go back. Well, my thing with Lesnar is that I, I think I would like to see him go after April because he's been around now for, what, four years? What was that SummerSlam match when he completely destroyed Lesnar? Was that 2012? No. Lesnar? Yeah. Who destroyed... Who uh, see, when, he, uh, when he destroyed, destroyed Cena. Cena. So that was Extreme Rules. No, no, no. no. That, that was when he... Uh, that's right. That's, that's when he came won. Back. But his SummerSlam one where he like completely dominated mm. Cena. Was that 2014? Oh, it's before that, wasn't it? I can't no, I, I think it was 2014, so I think I was, that was when I was working for okay. that. But anyway, let's, let's, let's guess that it was 2014. So that's three years we have had of this, this version of Lesnar, which is the dominating beast that can't really be beaten. And now we're going to have Roman Reigns defeat him at WrestleMania. Where do you then go with, with Lesnar after that? Just big four matches, part-timer. He's already won anyway. I suppose, maybe. Uh, did, so that John Cena match, that was the first time we saw... The suplex city, Brock just dominating a match and just not really putting in much effort apart from throws. Yeah. And at the time, we're all like, this is the best thing we've ever seen. We hate John Cena. <laughs> Brock Lesnar feels legitimate. And now, a couple of years later, oh, he's still doing that. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's just that, yeah, it, it, after a while, it becomes like a, a almost a stale thing to, to keep bringing out. Um, so, yeah, so maybe, maybe some time off will do, or time away will do him some good. Hmm. Uh, I mean... <laughs> He has time away every 
couple of months. Like, yeah, I know, I, I get that. Yeah. Uh, so these are Japanese characters. Well, I imagine they're Chinese. Actually, I can't read. So it's something, something low. And they write. This is a review, by the way. They write great wrestling podcast, consistently fantastic. <laughs> yes, consistent. Enjoyable and funny podcast. Just two guys rambling and discussing wrestling. Would love more crap gimmicks for the crap gimmick roster. This would take it to six stars. Like Omega and Akada, this podcast can break a five-star system. Keep up the good work. Hashtag SWAFT. Thanks, something, something low. Thank you, something, something low. And Caveman Houston writes, Awesome stuff, lads. An amazing podcast which has the perfect balance of laughs, wrestling thoughts, and some genuinely insightful moments thrown in too. As soon as the podcast drops, I have to stop what I'm doing and listen. Double high five emoji, which some people say is a praising emoji. Uh, okay, what would you call that emoji? A-okay. Okay. A-okay emoji. Hashtag swaft. Thank you, Caveman Houston. Cheers, Caveman Houston. Well, we will be back on Monday with everything on the line. Yeah. Hashtag all in. All in. You told, you told me not to say that. Yeah, it's still annoying. <laughs> we are hashtag all in when we fantasy book mm. the main roster run of Pete Dunne. And podcasters, you will have to, when that is up, you'll have to go to the YouTube channel and make your vote on the video because we can't do the votes on the podcast. And yeah. It's hashtag all in. All if we in. haven't hashtag all in said it yet. Yeah. We'll see you on Monday. Love you, bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.